Hey, Tap to Craft listeners, this is Denny, and this is a special episode that I recorded with the Brunomics podcast crew. And I mentioned on episode 177 that uh, you could either visit the link at Brunomics Podcast in your podcast player of choice, or I would post it as a mid uh, in between show as a special. And that's what I'm going to do. So, again, this is me enjoying some beers with the Brunomics podcast crew. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. Thanks for tuning in to another Brewnomics podcast, the podcast about beers, butt cheeks, best Bo- friends, bottle caps, bottle caps, other things. Still working on that. Still in Georgia. working on that one. I know. <laughs> I never think about working on it till I like sit down and sit down and go to say it. I'm like, oh. and I count you off. Yeah. Whoops. Um, anyways, special one this week. Uh, I'm Jerry. I'm William. I'm Vic. And I'm Denny. That's right. Denny, that's a new voice on this show. Maybe not a new voice if you're familiar with the beer podcast world. Uh, Denny Luce, or is it Luce? No, it's Luce. You got it. All right. I'm going to get, I like both work. (laughs) Uh, From (laughs) Tap the Craft Podcast, another uh, quasi-local podcast, because it's you and... Chris McKenzie out of Tampa, Florida. Thank you. Um, Chris is a cool guy, too, so... Yeah, there you go. Kind of a local podcast, kind of very far away. Yeah, it's a local <laughs> podcast that um, has wonderful access to Cigar City. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that has access to Cigar City and a lot of uh, good breweries in Tampa, actually. Florida has some fantastic breweries that we just don't get a lot of action out here. I bet. Um, I was happy when Cigar City entered into the Can Nation or the Can Nation, Can, whatever that. Kenarchy. There it is. Because I thought that for sure we were going to be able to get more Cigar City. We do get some, but just not enough. You know, Highlight yeah. comes in, and, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes they'll bring in their their special uh, stouts. I think that uh, Maduro. Maduro. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, Fancy Papers is another one yeah. I've seen here. But not not many. But not many. Not yeah. many. But yeah. I, but I, I, I do have a hookup, and he, they do send me beer sometimes. I'm very lucky to, uh, to have that, that uh, in. Uh, I didn't bring any of those beers with me now. I haven't got a shipment for a while, but maybe next time I come on, I can bring you some Tampa or some Florida beers. Hell yeah. Fantastic. We always look forward to getting beers from other states that we can't get here because Idaho has some weird distribution Mm -hmm. and purchasing laws in this state, to say the least. So (laughs) got to do what you got to do to get these things legally, of course. Well, let's get started, right? It's a beer show. So we like to drink some beer. I'm excited. Uh, Denny came down and he bringing the beer uh, with him. So most of these are going to be from the same brewery out of, I think, one of his more favorites. A brewery we have not had on the show from Pocatello, Idaho, Jim Dandy. Yeah, Jim. Oh, yeah. You got to be careful with the uh, crowler cans. They do like to explode. And when you pour it, uh, they like to like drip all over the place. Oh, but- Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's the one thing I wish they had better. Uh, it, the, the crowler was a fantastic idea, but I think they need to come up with a little bit better way of uh, of handling the pouring for sure. For, yeah, it's it's like Maybe almost just a smaller mouth to get a yeah. Uh, yeah like airtight seal on there too. I'll give that a second. I'm, I'm thinking down. we might be able to come up with an invention. Like we could come up with a, a funnel device that you just kind of clip on the top. Has an air hole in it with a funnel, and you can then 
put it on top and then pour it into your glass and prevent that uh, that spillage, right? Rock solid. I yeah. like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, I mean, it's something that might, I just thought of it as we were uh, you I, know, I have, that beer. I have one of those for a regular 12 ounce can, but it's like a sippy cup thing for kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> with a straw. You can... No, no, no. It just literally is like a nozzle thing. I don't know. My children have them. They, they're yeah. like, I want some soda. It's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I guess I can talk about Jim Dandy Brew, the brewery itself, yeah, since I don't know how many people in the in the Boise area uh, is familiar with Jim Dandy, unless they've gone to Pocatello. They don't distribute outside of their local area. They're uh, they were strictly a uh, buy the beer at the at the brewery at their tap room, and they did from the very beginning um, would provide you with crowlers of some of their beers. Now they do have a strict rule that none of their beers that have a lot, uh, um, fruit in it uh, that might cause the, okay. the problem of the fermentation continuing and, and having cans explode. They do not. They have a strict rule. They will not can those at all. Hmm. So you can only get those on draft at the brewery itself, which is a bummer because I think uh, I've had a lot of their beers. I think I, I looked on there and I had 42 of their beers so far, which is a, quite a bit. That's cool. yeah. And uh, But I can only get the ones that are fruited when I'm when they just happen to be on tap while I'm in Pocatello. So hmm. I'll, uh, but uh, I mentioned that that little bit of a thing about the fruit because there's a there's a you know you guys have probably heard there's a lot of uh, stuff in the news about oh thank you mm-hmm. exploding cans about exploding cans right yeah. and I think that uh, something needs I mean I I think there's something to be done to kind of limit that hazard right because not only is it gonna, the least it's going to do is make a mess of your refrigerator or your table or wherever you're at but. But it can cause damage too. If those cans explode when, you yeah, know, when, you, when you're next to it, yeah, you have aluminum shrapnel. So I think that breweries need to be a little bit more uh, proactive in in not uh, distributing things that have a potential. If they're not going to pasteurize it so it kills that fermentation, then they shouldn't you know can it and package it and, and have all this uh, these issues. It's, yeah, absolutely. So Jim Dandy opened uh, again. I'm going to talk real quick here in 2018 uh, on July 4th. Uh, in Pocatello, there was a second brewery in Pocatello. Uh, they, uh, the, the owners came, uh, they came from everybody's brewing in Washington. Uh, well, actually, I think they might have come from, they, they came, they, they worked at everybody's brewing and learned the, the, the trade of, of brewing. Um, and I don't know if they left there and came straight to Pocatello or if they did a side trip to, um, Montana, but uh, but they decided to come back to their hometown and open up a brewery because they they wanted to get closer to family and they wanted to become brewers and owners and they thought why not add another quality brewery to the area and they they came in and uh, I'll tell you what they made a splash and uh, I really uh, enjoy all their beers so nice. excellent well Very you'd cool. have to because you said they opened in two thousand eighteen yeah so three years ago when you've already had forty two. Yeah, it's impressive, and I don't even have, live there. <laughs> right, you don't even live there. Wow. It's impressive that they already have that many beers out in such uh, a short period of time. You've but, almost caught all the Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. I think there's a lot of Pokemon, right? There is. Isn't there, there is. like thousands? There's like seven over seven or something. I don't know. So, so I, I want to give you. Um, this is the Imperial Brown Ale, right? Yes. I was gonna say. Well, I said it was from Jim Dandy. We didn't actually say oh. anything more than that. Okay. Uh, so I guess. Let's get into that. Uh, this is the Bad Bad Leroy Imperial Oatmeal Brown Ale. On the Kralis is 7.6% and 32 IBUs. Love the name, by the way. I couldn't have thought of a better one myself. Yeah, they have very 
they do a good naming. I, I'm a, a beer name geek that I just, you know, get uh, tingly when I, when, when breweries are, have really fun, you know, good names for their brews, their beers. Um, and, and Jim Daddy does a good job of naming their beers. So, um, yeah, we I talked about that. Not to, not to interrupt you there, sorry, but I, I appreciate that, Denny, because I'm right there with you. Because uh, I love wordplay. I love a mm-hmm. good pun. Uh, mm-hmm. Not a dad joke. Dad jokes are dumb. <laughs> Puns are funny. Uh, <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good distinction. There is a difference. There is a difference. But like, we, we've had some breweries on there that had pretty decent beer. I'm not going to say any specific breweries. I also love that on Untapped, the first picture you see mm-hmm. is Denny drinking this beer. <laughs> That's amazing. Um <laughs> but it's just like, you know, we'll just say Smith's Brewery, for example, even though I'm sure there is a Smith's Brewery, but I don't know. Uh, and it's just like Brown L or Amber L or IPA. There's like no creativity mm-hmm. in the names, just what kind of beer it is. And I'm like, well, that's fucking boring. Yeah. It's hard to come up with a beer name. Yeah, I get that. I get Especially it. as many like types of beer there are out there already. You never want to get sued, but what's life without a little challenge? Yeah. Give it that uniqueness there, you know. So, so Vic, when you first took a sip... Did it surprise you? Did it come across at first like maybe it's a little too boozy or was it okay? No, that's the thing too because I double checked the uh, the ABV and it's coming in at 7.6 if I'm not mistaken. That's what Untaps yeah, says. Yeah, see, and the can. And the can does. So yeah, I can't really tell that it's coming in at 7.6%, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it tastes like a traditional brown, which I'm all about, but it definitely has a little bit of sort of that nutty quality to it, which I'm really appreciating mm-hmm. as well. So this is solid. I really enjoy this brown. It's robust. Robust yeah, yeah, indeed. The, it's the flavors that they got to come out of this, right? It's a lot of browns don't get respect because people don't think that it has a lot of flavor. And I think Jim Dandy, you know, went and stepped in and said, hey, you know what? Browns need to have some respect. And they made it so that the uh, the toffee, almost burnt toffee, like a, you know, like a burnt caramel, caramel flavor comes out really yeah. strong in this one. And it gives you that malt character that mm-hmm. that. F- carries on through the the finish it is smooth mm-hmm. and it is an imperial brown but you don't uh, when i first i'll In take name, it back if it's technically if it's <laughs> if it's mm-hmm. if it's cold the booziness the, the alcohol content comes through more but when it warms up that dies right and it's right. a very smooth beer that, that i really appreciated yeah no and i like that too and you, you named a lot of or hit a lot of notes that are kind of in that untapped description um i don't know if that's been read yet oh it no. hasn't okay <laughs> um notes of cream brulee accompanied oh. by hints of mellow toast brown sugar and toffee brittle an oh, imperial perfect. brown ale that is ultra smooth and easy drinking uh so yeah, 7.6. I, I won't call it an imperial. You can call it an imperial. Uh, but for me, you have to be above 8% to be a true imperial. I'll say that. So in name, maybe in spirit, but yeah, just a little shy. Just a little shy. It's like a professional wrestler calling himself seven foot tall and he's like six foot nine. Like, almost made it. You're still much taller and stronger mm-hmm. than I am, but I can see that four inches missing. Whatever. Um, Not quite. The, the cream brulee, now that you've read that and said that, that's exactly what I was kind of trying to explain, right? Mm-hmm. That that burnt, like they take that yeah. the cream brulee and they, they toast, toast it. Exactly, they torch, yeah. torch yeah. it. No, it works a lot with this one. And that helps because, to your point, browns don't get a lot of respect. But I like to say, like, 
the hue beers in general don't. Mm-hmm. Your browns, your blondes, your ambers, your reds, because it's really hard to make any of those beers stand out because mm-hmm. they they have been kind of uh, bastardized with industrial beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of times, and people might think that the only brown or a brown beer is just Newcastle. Right. That's what oh, they yeah. all taste oh, like. Yeah. And that's not fair. <laughs> no, Newcastle. You know, or <laughs> shit. So you have to help stand out. And something like this, I like the hints they added, that cream brulee, that brown. I, I'm getting a lot of the brown sugar mm-hmm. with this, but I love that personally. So, no, I, I can fuck with this. It's a, <laughs> it's a pretty good pretty good beer for sure. And like you said, uh, you know, once it warms up a little bit, all of that – Potential like booziness mm-hmm. uh, goes away. We're drinking this uh, at I want a higher temperature than what I think you would normally do. We're drinking this at fifty six. I think you're right. That's probably a little bit warmer than normal. I would say yeah, fifty is probably a good word yeah. start. But mm-hmm. it 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 doesn't. It's not over. Like it gets too warm. It's still easily to drink. Right. Yeah, I would agree. Too, too yeah. yeah, it's very subtle for sure. Now you get like a little coffee note as well, and that might just be the toasted marshmallow, or the the brown sugar mm-hmm. coming up, but. I like coffee, so I mean, I'm all about it. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Well, what are your ratings, Vic? Yeah, I'm gonna give this a four two five, man. I like it a lot. Nice. Uh, I will do the same. I yeah. I really like this beer. This is great. It's right up my alley. Something I would I would drink on the reg. I tap it even. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, wrong we, segment, but I know we don't know what we don't know what we're gonna tap for this. Who knows episode? But yeah. Uh, if I were to rate it on untapped, and I will, uh, that's kind of the point of this. Well, I don't know if I'll actually go back and rate it. Sometimes I'm lazy about that. I'd probably do a four. Yeah. Nice. I'd give it a four to five if it were an actual Imperial. Ooh. That's gonna well, okay. Bad. So that's where it gets. So that's it. Okay. So Jerry, I've been waiting to talk to you about the way you rate beers because I. I'm an I, asshole. No, no. You're not an asshole. You're very clear. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're very clear on the way you, that you, and I, and I, and I, and I get a chuckle because there's times when you'll say, man, I'm really like, I really like this beer. It's a really good beer. 3.75. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, three points. I'm like, he just said he really, he just talked this beer up and he said 3.75. I'm like, okay. So I'm thinking what, and then, and then you'll say 3.75, but if, if I was rating it by style, it'd be a, it'd be a 4.25. I'm like, wait a minute, Jerry, <laughs> what do you mean? Don't, I mean, so obviously, uh, we, there's a there's a running joke on my show, um, and it started with my my uh, my first co-host John Ream, who now is the uh, owner and bre- head and brewer of Truck Brewing in in uh, Newark, Ohio. Cool. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out to <laughs> Truck Brewing. He and I, um, you know, he was the home brewer. He he was aspiring to become a professional brewer, a commercial brewer. He and he's and he's done that. He he left a very a uh, nice job in Seattle as an aeronautical engineer. Uh, gave all that up to go uh, brew beer wow. and become a, basically a janitor, right? Because that's what brewers are. Clean, clean. And he and I had a, if you go back to the early shows when he was the co-host, you'll see that we have a good uh, yin and yang type of um, reaction to each other, right? You know, like all, I'm the, the, the guy that is, optimistic and had, you know, has certain things. And, and John comes in with the hammer, right? He's a hammer man. <laughs> he lays a hammer down and says, well, no, I disagree with you. And he is not scared to say, I disagree with you. And here's why. And then we'll have a nice, you know, sometimes she'll back sway me back to like, you know what? I didn't think about that. And you're right. And then sometimes, you know, I would just hold my ground and say, no, you're wrong. One of the things we had was in rating beers. I, I rate beers based on the style. Mm-hmm. Now, 
not based on the BJCP style, but by the the way that I partake the style. Like I'll rate this against brown ales. Okay. I love brown ales. And when I see a brown ale, I don't want to look and see how I rated that brown ale to every beer that I ever had. I want to see how I rated that beer against other brown ales I had to know if it's going to be one that I would choose over another brown ale. Oh, okay. Yeah. But John- Sounds very similar to me. Yeah. John, he rates by overall. And a lot of people rate by overall. They say, no, this is uh, this this golden ale is going to go against this IPA. And I'm a big IPA guy. So guess what? IPAs are always going to be higher on the sure, list, right? Sure. We'll buy Which is here. fine. But- which we might talk about later, you're always going to be evolving in what I call your craft beer journey. And you you start rating now the way that you're, you're rating everything against each other. And then you go to start drinking lagers and you realize, wow, I really like lagers now a little bit more than I like IPAs. And now you just realize that so you're going to start rating all your lagers you're drinking now, you know, higher because that's what you're into. So there's a little bit of back and forth and there's no wrong answer. Everyone has their method, but. Um, no, you're I, saying Jerry's wrong. Make no, him no, wrong. Make I'm him saying wrong. that Jerry, I can see right away. Jerry is <laughs> definitely the guy that, hey, I'm rating this overall, which I can appreciate because as long as I know how Jerry rates, then I know how and you can have balance. Rating. Yeah, balance I can. I own. say, OK, I know that Jerry rates overall and I listen to what he says. He has very valid points. And like you said, if it was a truly an imperial at above the level, you would give it 0.25. I'm the same way. Mm -hmm. If if a style says it's supposed to be an imperial, but it tastes like it's a session, I'm not going to give it a higher rating, right? I I also rate it by what it is. If you tell me it's one thing and it's not, guess what? I'm I'm going to rate it lower. Oh yeah. yeah. If the beer does not purport itself to be what it is, it yeah. loses this couple of notches. Yeah. Totally get it. Yeah. So I just want to say I I appreciate. The way you do it, and I and you make me laugh all the time when when you uh, when you're rating beers and you say those little things that uh, that I understand and can appreciate as well. <laughs> right. Oh, cool. Denny, do you want to rate this? Uh, I already rated this beer. Um, so again, okay. I, I I kind of um, you explained how I rate. I'll tell you what I I gave this a five. Okay. okay. Now wow. I know that all of everyone here in. Uh, in Brunomics, don't don't want to don't like to rate things a five. I don't. I think Jerry says there's no beer ever that will be a five. Have you ever rated anything a five? We have. Jerry has. I don't. Know. I can't speak for Jerry, <laughs> no, but I know I, that. Yeah, I don't think Jerry has. He, he has said many times that there's no beer that will ever be yeah, a five. That would be. So a I've got like four seven five. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever rated so beer for, five. For me, um, again, because I rate no. He has not. Yeah, I just checked. I rate, <laughs> <laughs> I rate by style, and I and I I want to re easily recognize the beers that have stood out above everything else to me. I do I do rate fives, and okay uh, because this is a style I really love brown ales, and because this because they they did a lot of stuff with this beer that spoke to the things that are typically missing out of that style. Mm -hmm. I thought they knocked it out of the ballpark, and so I, I am not going to hesitate to give them a, a five. Now, do you think, do I give all Jim Denny beers five? No, 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 I don't give all of them. I've probably given three or four beers out of the 42 a five. Most of them are going to be above four. I have done a few that are below four. I don't, I only rate something below a three if it's got flaws or if it's totally not the style, then I'll mm -hmm. rate it below a three. If the, if the brewer hits the style, but it's just not to my liking, then I'll rate it a three a three or a three and a half. Mm -hmm. That's how my rating works. And then okay. if it's above average, it's going to be above three and a half. And I, and a lot of my, I think if you look at my average on untapped, it'll probably say four, right? I'm probably right at about four because 
that's where uh, a lot of beers hit for me. If it's not yeah. over the top, if it's something that doesn't take it over, then then it's fine. Now, I also put the price into effect. Okay. Um, sometimes. I, yeah. I will. I will not always, always, but sometimes. Yeah. And if the beer doesn't knock my shorts off uh, and it's a high-priced beer, I'm going to lower it by at Absolutely. least a quarter. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't like being robbed mm-hmm. at, right. at the store, right? And if a beer costs a lot but is just like missing, I'm going to lower that score because uh, it pissed me off that they made me buy a six dollar beer, and this beer should be two fifty, right? Sure, Tops, So, yeah, so I, I do that. rate that way. No, well. and that that's fair. I try not to let price be the be all end all because within craft beer, it's like it. Sometimes it's you hard. don't know where to sometimes set the hard. line on what's a good price versus mm-hmm. what is, isn't a good price. But sometimes you fucking know. Yeah, yeah. You know when it was a ten plus dollar mm-hmm. bomber. Yeah. Then yeah. you have something to prove. <laughs> uh, you know, if you're sitting around the six seven dollar range, I'm probably not going to beat you up too bad. Mm-hmm. But, um, but on the flip side, if a beer is really cheap and really good, yeah, I will gonna, up it. Yeah, a few, of course. If it's if it's notches. easy to come about, mm-hmm. right? If you can get a six pack for ten bucks, mm-hmm. and it's a killer beer, hey, it's going to get a, a bump for sure. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think last time I checked on Untapped, I'm at like a three two six on average. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I have your particular average on our show ratings, Denny. You're going to want to geek out on this later with me after the show. But I mean, you can even just turn around and see the spreadsheet. But oh, we have every oh single beer on the show in a in a spreadsheet. And we will very soon release this to the public for them to check out as well. Uh, but just to make just to make a point in in case Jerry has never rated a beer a five on the show. Vic has rated one beer a five on the show. Oh, I have rated good. three. I, and the one that I rated a five was actually done by a friend of ours who did that at home, and so that was okay. Yeah, so, that was yeah. Uh, that was Sean's Sean. never rented anything or rented Jesus Christ <laughs> rated anything you can purchase the five. Correct. He has never. So, so yeah. interesting. Yeah. See, even that, even I wouldn't give him a five. I know. Yeah. In, in fact, wow. the highest uh, rating that that Vic has given out for something that you can purchase is a four point five. Okay. Interesting. And, uh, and so, and yeah. I I rate completely different. I I rate purely based on my feeling at the time. At the time yeah. And so, like, I take no standard into account, honestly. <laughs> um, so I, I appreciate where you guys are at, but I'm just like, this is a. A four. Yeah. No, there's, there's no, again, there's no there's no wrong there's answer. no wrong way. There's no, no way. No, yeah. yeah. I just I just like to. I, it's a good uh, back and forth joke on the show. So if you do listen to the podcast, we every so often it will be mentioned, and every time we interview someone, we always ask them how you rate your beers because it's just an it's an it's an inside, an ongoing joke with the show, and we and it's just fun to to find out how people rate. And, well, yeah, and so yeah, sorry to cut you out, but the, the thing is, like, beer subjective, and the fact that really you're talking it over with the community, you're changing beer, beer changes with the evolution of the conversation. You have community coming in there as well, the connection you build with a beer, mm-hmm. your friend, mm-hmm. the brewer, that all comes into play as well. You know what? Like, it's a pretty damn good time. Yeah, when it comes down yeah. to it. Yeah. 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 Again, Vic, you brought up a, a, a great point because that will be another part of the rating, right? Is is the experience? Yeah. And sometimes yeah. I'll find that I'll I'll be in a in a happy place with ha- with my friends and things are going well, and I'm and I'm like, you know what? My happiness is elevated, so my ratings <laughs> elevate with it. Yeah. So it it's makes like a your big taste difference. buds are also elevated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like things taste better when you're happy. Weird. That's that's why concerts can charge eighteen dollars for one beer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> man went to the jazz game last last weekend. Yeah. Last uh, week. Ten fifty 
for a, for a pint. Was it ten dollar beer night? What beer, there? what beer was it? Um, the only they only had two craft beers that you could get. One was the Uinta. Oh, hop notch. Hop notch. Yes. No, 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 no. That's no, their no. flagship. No, it wasn't their hop notch. It was something that I haven't seen in Idaho. Oh. It was something like red eye salmon or that's not right. I'd have to look it up. And then I remember what the other one was. It was a long weekend. It was a long weekend. <laughs> it was a, like, yeah, it was like 48 hours of just drinking nothing but beer. And did you, did you go to, you, did you stay in Salt Lake city? Yes. Did you go to Fisher brewing by any chance? No. Okay. Have you been to Fisher brewing? No. Okay. We'll make no, a trip. That's not the that one that, like he, that he mentioned. Trip. I didn't. Yeah. Fisher, for me, when I don't know what when has changed with the uh, with the laws there. I don't know if now breweries can serve higher beers. I don't, I don't know. No. Something changed. It still has got to be under four percent. They know uh, they just recently changed. Oh, it they to did. Five percent. Is it five percent? Oh, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. But I think Fisher Brewing was a brewery that was uh, one of the original breweries in Utah, and mm-hmm. it closed down. And then the one of the found, you know, one of the ancestors of the the founder reopened opened a brewery and took back the name from the family and, and opened up fisher brewing and i'll tell you what that brewery for brewing beers under four percent with all kinds of styles from ipas to stouts to whatever had body the all the, the beers had body had flavor and and felt like you're drinking a real beer, not like you're drinking a watered down version of a real beer. Mm. And I really appreciated yeah. that. So I won't say the name of the brewery on this podcast, but <laughs> I'll tell you off of it just because I really appreciated them. I don't want to throw throw them any shade. Um, but when I was there, there was a brewery because it, it, it used to be 3.7%. Then they went to four and now it's five. Mm. But that's specifically draft so you could buy things in cans or bottles Mm -hmm. at the brewery at a higher percentage Mm -hmm. than that um but the brewery i was at and i I was kind of talking to him and i was like that's kind of bullshit (laughs) he goes yeah it's also impossible for him to enforce and i was like what he (laughs) was like he was like no there's it's literally impossible for him to enforce because not a Utah probably could, but they won't put money into the sort of equipment required yeah, to do actual to alcohol percentages because that shit's expensive. Yeah. At least, uh, at least like for them really to do it expensive. On so the fly. he pours yeah. me this beer and goes, I tell him that's 3.7. <laughs> You, you reverse that. He's like, this is a 7.3% beer. Oh, and I drank it. I was like, yeah, it, it is. Yeah. We've and had that, like, that, that, that same report uh, I and think, he was, from he, other Yeah, other he was really too. cool. And I, I didn't ask too many, but I was kind of surprised he was telling me that. Mm. Um, I was like, it could be a sting operation. <laughs> he just looked at me. He's like, no, it's not. Uh, he's like, I know. <laughs> I'm looking at your face. It's, it's fucking no. noon and you're wasted, bro. We were, it was like we were there last time for one of the Comic-Cons or something. But, oh, yeah, well. I think that totally checks out that. They will tell you it's below whatever percentage, okay. but not always. Okay, so maybe not that's maybe always. that's, the so case. Maybe yeah, that's so really. I'll tell you, sure. if you're doing that, more power to them because I'm sure they're getting a lot more sales by. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this was a really good brewery though, so it's one that I'll I'll recommend okay. you go to um, the next time you're there. Great food too. Cool. The nice. time up, but. Oh so, man, so Vic, you're always like like mellow. That that's your whole demeanor all the time. Pretty much, you're just like chill, mm-hmm. and I, yeah. that's how it comes across on the. Like all the, you were the most chill guy on all the interviews, like when you guys did with the everybody oh, the wants some Vic. Yeah. yeah, everybody. And I'm wants just, I sit Vic. back, I'm like, man, I want to be like Vic, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I always say. I want to be, I want to be like Vic. Ow! No, thank you, I appreciate that. Um, uh, yeah, no, I just just relax into it, yeah. man. We're just That's talking. Good. Nothing, That's good. Nothing too hard today. Yeah. Get a drink beer with good people. I'm in a good spot. 
There's nothing too hard about that, right? Well, let's oh. see. What are we drinking here? Yeah. The Mukluk. Yeah. Would so you mind bringing this up? And yeah, if you have any information, Danny, like so, specific. Yeah. So this is, um, they're calling it the Mukluk Cascadian Dark Ale, CDA. Now this is uh, a style. It's, it's also known as Black IPA, which probably more people have heard it called Black IPA than Cascadian Dark Ale. And hmm. Uh, in, in fact, my next episode we're going to be uh, recording on Monday is going to showcase the Black IPA, CDA, and talk about the history of the style and, um, you know, the controversy over the names. Like, you know, how why can't we just come up with a name that works for everyone? And so Black IPA is an, oxy, <laughs> is an oxymoron, right? It is. Because, yeah. Yeah. It is. And, and we've talked about that on the show before. It kind of drives me bonkers. Mm-hmm. But Cascadian IPA sounds so Cunty. It does. Because, I don't know yeah. what else it is. So you could say it's not just pretentious. It's pretentious with an edge. It's cunty. Thank you again so much, Denny, for, for bringing all the beer for us tonight. This is extremely generous of you. <laughs> On Untapped, Vic, do you want to read that if you want? Or do you just want to chill and relax and have me read? No, I can do it. Yeah, Thank I was you, buddy. Trying to, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, so uh, let's see here. So this is coming in at 6.6% alcohol by volume, 69 IBUs. It has an average rating of 3.94. There's only 22 ratings on here, but it makes sense due to the hyper-locality of Jim Dandy Brewing. We're going to call it JDB for short. Uh, it reads, brimming with citrus and centennial and sabro hops, this Cascadian dark ale brings the Northwest to your taste buds. Resinous pine, citrus, and stone fruit delicately balanced rich maltiness with slightly sweet start and a dry toasty malt finish. There is a lot of alliteration there. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Thank you, buddy. I'm getting, yeah, a lot of the real good West Coast style IPA on this. A lot of, a lot of dank flavor, yeah. even for a, a Cascadian dark ale. And I'm also getting almost like a hint of raisin, although that might be more of the, uh, what do you call it, the, the stone fruit. Yeah, stone fruit and can come across very much like raisin, that that soft, mm-hmm. um, uh, I don't even know how, it's raisin, yeah, soft. Uh, Just candied fruit. Candied almost. fruit character. Um, and I, uh, I don't think I've ever had a stone fruit. Oh, really? Uh, they're big so They're big over in, uh, in Europe and in... Um, like I, I get them when I go over to. Uh, I mean, stone fruit is basically anything that has a hard stone, but it's right. But it's, okay, uh, like but the stone fruit the, that the, okay. that they're talking about, yeah, like apricot or whatever. But the stone fruit they're talking about typically is a uh, is one that's a green, a greenish, uh, fleshy fruit that okay. has a stone inside there, and it gives off this, like you said, candied. Um, you know, yeah, well, like almost almost like raisinous, or, or like if yeah. you've had like a a dried apricot or something mm-hmm. like that. Okay, okay, I'm yeah. aware. But maybe not quite as like mangoey. With yeah, yeah, it's not towards yeah, yeah. on the dried apricot description that I just gave there. Not as tangy, just more mm-hmm. like uh, more figgy. What's that? Uh, like liche, luche, luche, l e u c h e. I don't know. There's that one fruit. There's a stone fruit. That, yeah. that uh, is big. Lychee, lychee. Thank yeah, you, lychee. Yeah. So it's kind of like that, mm-hmm. where it has that that big seed inside, a big stone. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Cool. All right. Um, I like this one more, I think, than the brown. But again, in general, I am definitely an IPA guy. I do like a good <laughs> black IPA, Cascadian Dark L, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. Schwarz beer. Again, I don't beer. like the wording on either one. Mm-hmm. I don't like a black IPA because it's an oxymoron. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like Cascadian Dark L because, again, cunty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
But either way, I like the style. Mm -hmm. But I like that these guys have it at 6.6 because I've had a lot of Cascadian darks and I don't know what it is about them that like neuter the ABV on it. Mm. Um, uh, Like what is one? Baba Black Sheep? Yeah, that's, that's probably one. my my go to, and it's a decent one, but it's like five point one, maybe not even above five percent. And I've had a few other ones, like when I was in Twin Falls, they had a brewery there that had a pretty decent Cascadian Dark Ale Black IPA, but it was like four point eight, and I'm like, I'm not going to waste my time mm-hmm. on that. So six point six, that's right where I like them to sit. Sixty nine IBUs, giggity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now I can again. I like Jim Dandy so far. Again, very <laughs> very good. Uh, I'd give this one. I like Muckluck, fun name. I like that they give us something on Untapped. Uh, kudos to whoever writes your descriptions. I was again appreciate a good description versus none. True story. Uh, <laughs> it's beer drinking. Or a port, right? <laughs> this is beer. Uh, four two five. I give this one up to the four two five. Very good. Very good. I can I can dig it. Okay. I think I'm just gonna give this a. a I'll give it a four. It's good. It's great. It. I'm not dogging on it at all. Uh, I like the brown a little bit better, um, but I think that's more of the the dank that that you like that I don't, um, or that that bitter. And if we have a blonde, he's going to rate that higher. <laughs> and you'll notice that black lower, brown little higher, blonde highest for Will's rating. So you're painting me into a corner, Jay. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. you're literally. In a I'm in a corner, Vic Denny. You guys got some thoughts on this that we haven't? I, you want to rate Vic, it? I, well, unless Vic is still trying, is still trying to get his uh, thoughts on it. I mean, I, I've already. Are you ready? Or you want? Yeah, me? no, I'll go ahead. It's a, it's a little more subtle for me, honestly. I like it though. I like that it's sitting at six point six. I get a little bit of that pine, a mm-hmm. little bit of that citrus. I'm having a hard mm-hmm. time with the aromatics, but yeah, I like, and I like that they malt this one up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's mm-hmm. what you tend to get mm-hmm. with your your CDAs. As, uh, as they shall henceforth be referred to uh, shortly, subject to change, um, is they don't have that super earthy, piney dankiness mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that if you maybe shy away from IPAs, right. um, but you're like, I maybe shy away from them, but I still, I've heard they're good. I want to open up that beer palette. Try a, try a blacken. And I think, yeah, you nailed it. That's what's kind of throwing me right there. I was looking more of that sort of piney earthy to try to paint it into that IPA corner, but then that maltiness comes through real forward. And so I'm like, wow, this is different. Um, <laughs> I like it, though. I, I think it's really good. Once again, well done by uh, JDB there. Um, I'm going to go with uh, a four as well. I like it. Um, and I definitely recommend it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, so I think uh, I don't know. Are you, you going to have me look up gonna... everything? That you rated. Oh wow! Now you I just can. turn around and it's your fucking wow, profile. I'm all kinds of there, but uh, I think I gave this one a five. And again, um, I mentioned to you guys before we started mm-hmm. that uh, that Jim Dan, the brew, the owners and brew and brewer at Jim Dandy and I uh, have a relationship, and we I interviewed them on one of, on one of my shows, uh, and we had a a really good sh- a really good show, and we got to talk even after you know off air about beer styles that we appreciate. You know, I, when we mentioned that the, the black IPA Cascadian dark ale, whatever is a, is a beer that, uh, that I really appreciate. And it's a style that disappeared. Hmm. So this style came alive around 2000. I mean, I, I won't say that, that hoppy dark beers weren't around before 2009, but in 2009, it became more prominent in a style that people were brewing IPAs that had a dark color and it had this distinct 
piney hop character with roasty malt character in there. Um, and then it, it went for a couple years and then died. Mm-hmm. It's now just now about, I think it died about 2016. So five years later, it's making a, well, actually even in 2020, I saw black IPA starting to come alive again. Made me excited because I, I absolutely love this style when it that was actually out. makes sense. I think yeah. I agree because yeah, about four or five years ago, I was like, these are pretty good. And yeah, yeah and then it, popped and it, off it went away and now they're starting to broom again. And I'll tell you what, I've had some fantastic black IPAs uh, in the last six months. And I, and we're going to, I think we're going to start seeing this come back up because people are looking start for to be something more, more of a trend different. again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what is the beer industry if not trendy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. luckily, this is a trend that I thought should have stayed strong but died. And I was and I was very upset. And I think you can find a sh- if you listen to my backlog, you'll find the show where I was so sad it was dying because I loved it. And John and I were going back and forth about it. He, <laughs> he always says that my black IPA is just an American stout. And I said, no, it's not. It, the American stout doesn't necessarily have the characteristics of the black IPA. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. I like it, uh, the roasty malt, but I also like to have the hops prominent in it. And, and American IPAs don't have the hops typically prominent in the flavor. They have them there to bitter it. And sometimes you'll get some of the hop flavor, but they're not like aromatic and, and giving you off a yeah. lot of flavors. And But we would banter back and forth about it and joke. Um, so I was so happy to see this come back. Now, you mentioned CDA. I, I Honestly, I think the entire beer style categorizing needs to change from what it was. Yeah, there needs to be some a complete kind of revolution. rewrite because yeah, I need yeah. to go away yeah. from it. And and calling things, everyone thinks that now, uh, because IPA is sells, right? So everyone wants to have IPA in their name. If, if people say I see IPA, whether it's a black IPA or a hazy or a brute or a cold or whatever, yeah. they no, I are going to buy it. I totally had that joke. Oh, you can't get your beer to sell, <laughs> brew the same thing, just put hazy just, in front yeah, of it. It's yeah. going to fucking sell. And, yep. and if you listen to other brewers out there talking, they'll say, I brewed this style of beer, but I put an IPA name on it because I wanted to sell. Because mm-hmm. I, so, I sold it under this name, it didn't sell. I put IPA, like such an IPA, boom. Now my PLL sells like crazy, right? And so, I mean, they, they have the, that's what the the whole mentality of the of the consumer is, right? They right. they know they like IPA because hoppy has a certain characteristic. Well, why don't we just call these beers hoppy then? Hoppy Pilsner, Hoppy Lager, Hoppy Dark Ale, Hop, not Cascadian Dark Ale, but just Dark Ale. Because you're right, adding Cascadian in is telling you that this beer only has. Cascadian, Cascadian hops of hops. Yeah, yeah, the three C's, right? The ones that are found in mm-hmm. the Pacific Northwest. You can't have anything else. And that's BS. You can have whatever. You can see that they use Centennial, but they also use Matuka and other uh, you know, hops. You don't have to just use one type to make it a, a black IP or a CDA. So yeah. I would like to see it called more like Hoppy Dark Ale. Sure. And yeah. then everyone knows this is going to be hoppy, so I'm going to like that hops. And it's going to be an ale, not a lager. And it's going to be dark so it's going to have those dark roasts make it simple right just go yeah. and change everything so you just have uh you know you have a whole naming and i'm going to talk about this on my show too i have a rant that i'll be doing <laughs> so if you guys are curious about my take on on how we should change you know that the industry should go and change the whole style categories and listen to our show it Man, comes out that's next a challenge yeah. well, <laughs> gotta I mean, re- re-educate everybody brewers well, judges and consumers the whole thing with it is that eventually you start using ipa so much that it loses all meaning and how do you yeah. like, okay, it sells well. Great. Is that the almighty term then? I mean, just call everything. This is a stout IPA. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I sure. mean, why not? 
What does it mean, Basil? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, I have knows. no answer. Yeah. Um, so I think I gave this a five also. And the reason did. and the reason why is because I I love the style. They brewed it and they brewed it in a way that accentuated everything I like about the style. I like tasting the hop characteristics. The piney. The piney has to be there for me to get that IPA feel, the old West Coast, you know, yeah. classic IPA. But then it adds in those raisiny or stone fruit characters and mellows out. It's it's not bitter. You're not you're not getting it and you're like your your taste buds are totally shot at the end of the drinking this, right? It's it smooths yeah. out and it's a nice, easy, you know, easier drinking IPA it's more that of, has a, a good flavor profile that, that goes. You can sip on more as opposed yeah. to just like yeah. want to gulp. I do. I can get that real ripe kind of stone fruit aspect to it. And I like the way you put that with the stone fruit. And that's a good uh, differentiation between like, you know, a juicy peach mm-hmm, or something. Mm-hmm. like, no, we want that that yeah. ripe, yeah. crunchy. I agree. No, that was super helpful. You know, like mind. when you yeah. bite into it, it's like biting into maybe a, s- a stone. <laughs> Just figured it out. Look at this. We talk things through. <laughs> we learn. We educate each other. We Yay. discover from within. I'm happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. We're going to take break. a quick break and we'll be right back. guys. <laughs> All right. Cheers, Bruku. All right. And now time for another beer. Uh, I guess we could say our I tap that segment, but uh, since these are all pretty much Idaho beers, we don't really have to have one. Uh, if we did, though, ooh, giggity, uh, this one might be it. I believe this was Denny's recommendation. Yeah. Uh, the Westy double IPA, 8.5%, 88 IBUs. Now that's a real double. Yeah, Vic, do you want to read off what we got on tap there? Yeah, sure. Is this is did they name this like based on the dog, the Westie? Uh, I don't the know. Breed? There... There's a breed. Oh, I love Westie. a good Westie. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the Caesar's dog food. That little, the, it's like the little white dog, probably in a way is about ten pounds. Got the cute. They're adorable. I usually don't Agreed. like little dogs. <laughs> Westies are that's pretty why because it's the only one yeah. I know, which is interesting. That's a good question. I'll ask uh, Davis and Haley whether that's what they did. I am assuming they named it Westie for the West Coast vibe okay on here so, i was i was curious yeah. i was it's a it's a unique name so this beer is uh they, they've brewed this a few times and i think this iteration is one that they changed the hops up a little bit and i and um i really enjoyed the hop change they did and it really had some good flavors in it and uh, so i'll be curious to see how, it's been a while since i've had it so uh, i'm curious to see if i uh I'm still picking out the extra uh, hop flavors. And I don't remember if they, I don't think they used Sabro in here. I think the Sabro was in the, the Mothership WIP they just did. Um, which Sabro hop has become, after the last like two years, become one of my favorite hops. That and Strata hops. I don't know if you've had too many yep. Strata beers. Mm-hmm. Stratas are great. Yeah, Stratas are good. Those just have so much um, bright flavors to them that just really stand out and, and make you go, mmm, right? It's just it's so good. Whenever we brew our next IPA or whatever, I really want to put Strata and Cryo Hops oh, both okay. in it. Just give it that, that yeah, bright, that, juicy yeah, flavor. The, so the Cryo Hops definitely add that bright note um, mm-hmm. that just takes it to... And, oh, you know what? Maybe... Gosh, I, I don't think their update on their untapped talks about whether they use cryo. They did use cryo hops in one of their beers. I don't know if it was with the Westy, the new one or not. So maybe we can drink it. And if we taste some of that cryo notes, then maybe we, this is the one they did that. I can't remember. Well, you were talking about the untapped description. Uh, Vic, why don't you go ahead and read that? We'll find out. 
Yeah, so here's what it reads. The 8.5% alcohol by volume, 88 IBUs. It's rated at a 3.95 on average, which comes from 92 ratings, one of their more top-rated beers from what I can tell. Um, and their description reads, <clears throat> This West Coast double IPA is loaded with Simcoe, Rakao, and Cryo Azaka hops oh, that cry. display mouth-watering <laughs> aromas of papaya, pineapple, and hints of pine. Alliteration aside, the bitterness is prominent, but but is nicely balanced with a generous malty backbone that is laced with a touch of sweetness. Come let this Westie take you for a ride. Okay, well, thank you, Vic. You did answer the question that I was... Uh, <laughs> that I, I, was <laughs> I merely read what's on the page, sir. <laughs> so, yes, so this was the one that you did use some cryo hops, so I, I expect we can be able to taste that little extra bright okay. uh, character to it. Say, if you can't tell if it's a cryo hop or not, just see if it at all tastes like Hop Valley. <laughs> so that's only the Hop Valley Cryo <laughs> series, yeah. The, all the, which is the their whole things. gimmick. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, you're gonna find one Hop Valley beer that's not that Cryo series? Now. Which there is it's a bit of a relation here. Yeah. yeah. But to be fair, they do to it be well. Fair? No, they do do it well. They do it well. Yeah. But that's they're, not who we're talking they're, about. They're, they're we're talking not. about good old JDB. <laughs> JDB. JDB. I, I love how we just co- coined a uh, an acronym for him. Yeah, this you're is, welcome. Oh, that's a thing, especially <laughs> between Vic and I. It's, it's, it's almost like a, a race to be who who can be the first one to get the best acronym. Yeah. <laughs> we get there. It's fun. Um, <laughs> Jim Dandy, JDB. All right. Oh, wow. This is interesting. So this one, I think, mm, um, is a little bit warmer than than normal, but it's it's okay. It'll still be good. I think this one's probably at the close to sixty degree uh, warmth right now. I'd imagine so. Yeah, sixty two. Okay, I saw my yeah, it's, my it's, temperature gauge is uh, is correct. It, I think. It's pretty warm. We we unplug the fridge once the show starts because it gets that loud mm. fridge buzzing Buzz. and it's just a pain in the tuckus. But Have no, that's not bad with this one. That you know it. I would like to try it a little bit more chilled out, mm-hmm. but it almost takes it from like a double IPA to a like almost an ESB or an English strong ale. Yeah. Or something yeah. Like, which I can dig those. Yeah. You're wrong, but yeah, you, there's no way that you would think this is 8.8, right? Mm-hmm. Or is it 8.8? 8.5. 8.5. 8.5. 8.5. 8.5. Like, this yeah. is, I mean, it's pretty smooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, super smooth. Yeah. yeah. It's super smooth. Drinks way less than it's, 8.8. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got and that 88 IBUs or 8.5 yeah. either way. Yeah. They said this is a true imperial slash double. Yeah. Um, and then some, it makes up for what the other one didn't bring in alcohol percentage. So <laughs> we have that nice balance, I guess. In that case, I'll concede that the other one was. Uh, no, this one is really nice. And it is. It, it is. It, like it says, the bitterness is prominent. But just because you're bitter beer doesn't mean you're, you're bitter, bitter beer. beer. <laughs> you know, it's like. It, and these guys, it, it is bitter, but good bitter. I really these beers get better and better with each one. Agreed. Yeah. There's a nice yeah. sweetness to it. A, yeah, it's a slight balanced. Sweetness, yeah. yeah, it's balanced well. That pineapple hints of pine and papaya. Yeah, you're I right. mean, papaya, exactly. I think yeah. the papaya definitely comes out in here. I would I'd say this would go really good with like a nice, like a, a burger, but a sweet burger, like a wine style burger. Oh, like yeah. I want some, the I want a pineapple and, ring on there, but I also want yeah. some jalapeno yeah. in there too. Yeah, yeah. Pepper jack cheese. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe. That can be all right with it. I'd be a big, fat, thick slice of white American cheese. Let it get all melty with some jalapeno, some pineapple. Mm-hmm. Look at you. Look mm. at you. An onion bun. There you go. In this beer. Right on. So yeah, so one thing that. I will say about Jim Dandy 
all their beers and what they do well, they always make clean beers, right? There's it's I, nothing hazy. It's all filtered. No, no, they do hazies. But what I mean clean is there's no off flavors, right? Okay. The, That's you, you, okay. you taste it. You're going to taste the malts up front. You're going to taste the, or if you're, you're, you're going to taste the, the, hops. the hops that they want to have forward, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're going to go into the mid and, and it's going to change, right? You're going to have a clean transition from the front to the mid to the finish. And you might taste different flavors at each of those stages, and so you you'll you'll taste like right up front, you're like oh yeah, I get that hop forward uh, papaya flavor, and then it goes in. I'm getting that mid bitterness, and I'm maybe getting a little bit of piney or citrus bitterness in there. And then the finish will finish off, and you'll have that smooth finish. And in the back of your as you're sitting there digesting it, you're like wow, my mouth feels like I've got you know this flavor in the in the finish. Very clean beers, very most part balanced beers. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that, yeah, when they do their fruit-based ones, there might be a bit of an unbalanced one, bit to it because you're going to add a lot of fruit, but it's never on the, it never errors on the side. Like like their fruit sours and stuff are never too tart, never acidic. Like the worst sour beers from me are the ones that come across where you feel your enamel, your teeth like melting away, right? Uh, you in the back of the yeah, ears. Yeah. <laughs> They're never like that, right? They're, they do everything with a perfect process. And the key is, is that it's all quality control. And Haley, uh, the, um, you know, it's Davis and Haley Gove. They're the owners and the brewers, and she's a, a chemist. Um, and, she to goes, <laughs> and she goes and, and does all the chemistry, you know, to find out, to make sure the yeast is healthy. And that's a key, right? Yeah. If you want to have clean beer, it's all in the yeast you know the esters that the yeast are putting out. If they're if the yeast is stressed, guess what? Your beer is going to be stressed, and you're going to have those off flavors, mm-hmm. and the beer is not going to be. Tell your as, beer gets an STI. Exactly. Dirty yeast. Yeah, yeah. So no. um, yeah. I, I just want to say that that's <laughs> that's what this beer reminds me a lot of is the fact that it's well balanced. Yes. As as Vic mentioned, and it's in and, and you have a lot of flavors in here, and in even though it's eighty eight. IBUs, you don't know it's 88 IBUs, right? It, it's balanced so well that it's uh, you know a very well done. No, I'm glad you mentioned that uh, one of the brewers is a chemist because based on what I was tasting with the amount of like uh, intention and mm-hmm. preposity and just what they're wanting to do, they've achieved all of their goals and objectives mm-hmm. um, very, very cleanly based on what I can taste. I mean, that papaya, like honestly, the papaya is a very full-bodied sort mm-hmm. of taste and it starts you out very strong papaya. there. And then as you kind of midway through with that sweet, it kind of thins out and then finishes real nice um, and doesn't linger at mm-hmm. all, which is quite nice yeah. as well. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, this is definitely somebody who knows what they're doing, somebody who's got the alchemy, a little mm-hmm. bit of magic mixed in with a little bit of magic blues yes. guitar and it just it just works <laughs> yes. out yeah this is pretty rock solid um so it's like stevie ray vaughn playing the guitar eating a papaya <laughs> yes With a little bit of eric clapton <laughs> adding riffs but Jimi hendrix is like 30 feet away and still adding to the mix what was the fun fact <laughs> i told you about eric clapton and Jimi hendrix will let's see if you listen to me friendship test as good as a guitarist as Jimi Hendrix was, he couldn't tune his own guitar. So no, in Woodstock, when his guitar went out of tune, oh. Eric Clapton went and tuned his guitar for him. <laughs> and then got really mad because he's like, that motherfucker can't tune a guitar and he can play like that? That's not fair. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Life's not fair, Eric. Figure mm-hmm. it out. You live past 27. So. Yeah. 
You True. do. Not yeah. that that man didn't have the tragedy in his life. Touche. <laughs> Neither here nor there. <laughs> nice. I love guitar. I do too. Yeah, I do too. Now. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite things. But I also love this beer. Uh, it seems like every one of their beers are rated at that 3.95 thing. So it's like they're teetering right on the four. Um, but the universe hasn't quite got them there. But we're going to help get you there. Sure we're still new. You're still young. You're still coming. Only three years in and already over 42 beers. <laughs> no, no, there's more than 42. That's what, all I That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Over 42. <laughs> wow. So we know they're at least 43. They're so rocking. we missed out on at least one. So that means on um, average, they're rocking over 25 beers per year. So these guys are like wow. the fucking Baskin Robbins of beer. <laughs> Straight up. More than How many flavors beers. do you think they got at a time? Are they... A, like a nanobrewery to the level of you're only going to get their beer there, or if you're in Pocatello and you're at a nice restaurant that has a good craft beer selection, may you find so, a JDB. Yeah, so they're not a nanobrewery. They have a, I think it's a 10-barrel brew system, so they're brewing okay. good Decent batches. size. Is it okay. 10 or 15? Yeah. It's like it's a regular I'm size. I'm more considered nano like your distribution yeah, range. So, what yes. do you do with that? So they built their, their whole business plan on being a from the source brewery, right? Sure. They're going to they're going to make their beer and they're going to serve it on site. Okay. And they weren't looking to go and distribute it out and maybe eventually they'd allow kegs to go out to certain bars or venues, but it was very select, right? They sure. weren't going to they they want to make sure they always had enough beer at their facility to serve their patrons. Yeah. And um and they've done a very good job at that. There has been some times when they're like when they first opened, they went through beer quick because everyone was coming and trying it and everyone was loving it. And, and they dropped down where they might have only had four beers on tap out of, you know, eight taps. It was, they had more than eight, but they had usually keep eight taps going at, at all times. Sure. And it's all their beer. They do have a guest tap. The guest tap is a sour beer because they don't do like strictly sours. Well, so they'll bring cattles in. You need a whole different system. For, yeah. So, so they don't want to. Yeah. They don't want to mix with that. They do do. Beers that have uh, a sourness to it, but they're kettle soured, so they're not mm. going to, you know, have that bacteria get into their regular system as long right. as they Makes boil sense. it out, right? Um, so their plan was to just brew on site, eventually get kegs out locally, and that's it. They weren't going to can; they're going to do crowlers alone. But since the pandemic occurred, they moved forward. They realized that they needed to to think outside the box like everyone else had to do during this time. And so they bought a, a local, a small uh, wild goose or monk, whatever those little uh, canning machines are. And they're canning 16 ounce beers now, but they're selling those 16 ounce cans beers from the brewery. So when they had the to go thing that you could go and come in and, and I did it when they were like in the peak of, of COVID where they weren't having anyone drink inside, I would come in I'd order my crowlers and my, you know, my crowlers at that time, and I'd bring them home with me, right? Um, but then they realized that they can also, now they can get, um, you know, they, they have their flagship beers in the 16-ounce cans. Their flagship beers is a Flyhopper Hazy IPI. I had a, some of those. I didn't bring them because I didn't want to overdose you guys with beer. Um, but it's a Hazy IPA. And their other flagship is a Blondale. And I, want, and I should have brought a crowler of the Blondale because it's called Ambitious Blonde. And this Blondale, and I know that we already sounds joked like me. that Will would like eat it up, but the it's a fantastic <laughs> it's a fantastic Blondale with flavor, right? It's got it's got flavor, and so many Blondales don't have that flavor. Blondes and, are usually lacking in personality, lacking in personality, and yeah. this one does, and it's a flagship beer because people that they don't do any lagers right now, and there's a couple reasons why. 
For one thing, they don't have a tank space. The real estate. Yeah. yeah. The sheer the second, real estate. The second yeah. reason is they Cold. did do, when they first opened, they did a lager. But what happened is you have to... Cold store it, yeah. Well, you cold store it, but you, you have to, uh, as it's fermenting, you need to, you know, outgas the sulfur, uh, the sulfur flavor, yeah. yeast, right? That's and it yeah, made yeah. the brewery smell like a outhouse. Yes. And so they said, <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, we can't do this. So I was talking to Davis when I was there last weekend, and I said, you know what? Um, the newest thing is this cold IPA fad that's going, mm-hmm. not fad, but it's the latest fad. It's a fad. I, I asked him, bit. are you going to do this? He said, I looked into it. Um, he, he listened to the podcast that I can't remember the guy's name out of Wayfinder in uh, Portland. Um, oh, Brewbound? No, not that. No, no. It's the brewer, Wayfinder, oh, the head yeah, brewer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, okay. uh, Kevin Davey, I think is the name. And I can't remember the podcast. It was, a brew, it was a brewing podcast and it was a great interview that he talks about the process of, of developing this cold IPA. He wanted, he wanted an IPA. He wanted a beer that was like a lager, but had hoppy character, but didn't have, wasn't a, a lager with, with the um, dry hopped hops that give you that. Because when you're, when you're, when you're fermenting a lager, it's cold fermented. So those hops, they behave differently with the chemistry mm-hmm. and it gives you a more, uh, it's a vegetal yeah. character to the hops instead of the bright hops you get with the ales that are at higher temperature. So mm-hmm. he was trying to come up with a, a way of doing it where he could have a lager style beer that was easy, light and to drink, but had that hop character. And had he came full up, flavor. Yeah. And he came up with this process of taking a lo- uh, uh, a lager yeast, but using it at a higher temperature. It's still going to off. It's still going to outgas the sulfur. You still got off, you know, outgas that, but yeah. you're going to then, um, throw the hops in at a higher temperature, so you're you're going to get that hop character that you that you want without mm. getting that vegetal matter that you would get. Interesting. With the, with that. Yeah, so, it's it was it was incredibly interesting, and I, and I did read the article. And what I remember coming out of this was that it was a very different type of flavor. It wasn't a lager, and it wasn't an yeah, IPA. Yeah. It had earthy tones to it, but it was still very smooth and um and but it was definitely defined differently in the way that it was brewed, and it hadn't been done on that type of scale yet Mm -hmm. i mean maybe somebody had done it at home or something but uh i i was very interested in this and i haven't had it yet and i i'm interested interested to have it but it's definitely something to keep your eye out for the thing that i remember coming away with it was okay now i've got this and it's great and it's selling like hotcakes but what the heck do i call it exactly and yeah and they and they chose to call it cold ipa which again everyone that thinks of cold ipas of course i want to drink my ipa cold right i mean that's yeah. what you think who drinks an ipa warm like we just did but and it was still good but people don't want to drink it at 62 degrees like yeah. you know they want to drink it cold but yeah. it's 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 describing the process right you're utilizing a cold based yeast at a higher temperature it's kind of like mm-hmm. doing the kolsch right you know a lot of times you have the you know the kolsch is is kind of like a lager, but it's not. It's at a higher temperature. Mm-hmm. And so you get those characteristics of a Kolsch, uh, and then you also get the characteristics of the of the hoppy character, too. What I remember from that article that I didn't read, but <laughs> this whole thing was the word vegetal. And yes. hearing that being like, that's a typo away from being the most hilarious word I've ever heard. Ve- vegetable? No. It would, it would be... Vaginal. But I, vaginal. I, was, yeah, I was thinking mm-hmm. that. Vaginal is a good word. <laughs> vaginal. 
That's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> Talk about watching your yeast levels. Oh, you know. snap. Uh, so <laughs> It all comes around. Yeah, it all comes around full circle. Speaking of levels, we never actually rated this beer. Um, I've got my rating written down. What do you guys think of this? Oh, yeah. I was going to segue to that when I said all their beers sit around 395 and I want to get them over that hump. But then, but then we got happened. off on way temp- um, tangents. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What do you rate it? I would give this one a fuck. 425, I think. I, I, I'm going to stick with there. I like that we're sitting right in that hover. I might rate it higher if I come back to it at a little lower temperature and then see how it sits because I don't think we're doing a huge disservice to this beer drinking it a little warmer by any stretch, but I just bet real fresh out of that tap handle Mm -hmm. uh, is, is probably glorious right now. I'm going to hover around a four, two, five, which personally I still think is a damn good rating Mm -hmm. Honda. Good beer. I'm going to rate it a 4.5. I don't think that the, uh, temperature dissuade me if anything it encouraged me to rate it higher yeah, uh just I because agree. it held up and it hold up. i really i really appreciate this all of those those three things that you you said uh denny where it has that that good forward finish the the medium you know hoppiness and 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 pine flavors and then it's thing. very smooth uh going down <laughs> don't forget on the three vegetal Yes, he he did say for the word things. of the podcast, but, okay. but not to this beer, not to this beer. No, I just Ve- vegetable. Yeah, vegetal, vegetal. There you go. I can't even pronounce it. All right, Vic, what do you got? Yeah, I believe it's pronounced vegetal, but you guys do you. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say I was, I'm gonna a vegetal papaya salad. Sure, indeed. Yeah, <laughs> with uh, pine and uh, <laughs> stone fruit. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna double down with JB. Um, I believe this is a four two five. I had that in my mind when I started out. I think it's a good beer. I would like to try it at approximately ten degrees cooler. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. um, and I think it's gonna do a lot better. But honestly, I like I like what we had in front of us, and I can't wait to continue to continue to try JDB as yeah. we move forward. I would like to get it down here. And, b-town but <laughs> yeah i don't want to like i really like these guys but is it worth having to drive to pocatello yes. if your daughter doesn't live there yes yeah. it, it's a it's a it's a good weekend trip and it's a whole weekend now gotcha. no no <laughs> no four because you don't drive. want no I, no it's a weekend you, if you go to that brewery you don't because want, you ain't yeah, leaving you don't want to go and have to drive back that same night so oh, you want to totally. go yeah drink their beers enjoy it yeah and then and then stay tonight and then drive back the next day. So it's a weekend. It's it's an overnighter. Yeah. And it, okay. but it's worth it. I'm telling you, if you appreciate like really well crafted beer, it's worth the trip. It's worth the day trip. All you know, do a, a brunomics. They got good all four food of you there. guys go. So they do food trucks. Yeah, of course. No, <laughs> but they do good food trucks. The food trucks are pretty good. I hope so. Yeah. No, the great <laughs> food truck race did go through Pocatello. It did now. Okay. That's true. Very yeah. cool. All right. Okay, so now to my rating. Yes. Oh, yes. Thank you. So Is it a five? When I, no, it's not a five. <laughs> it's not a five. So um, Had I this believe, guy on once. He rates two beers five. What I are we believe, doing? No, no, no. I, <laughs> Just no, going to start calling I've only rated a, Denny Cinco I've loose. only rated probably four of their beers five, I think. Okay. You know, out of 43. Wait, but, okay. We've had all right. only 10% of their beers. <laughs> Sit around. Okay. So uh, I think the first time I rated it, I, I believe I rated it a four. And this was when they were using different hops, and it was still a good beer, but it was a it was in the four range, right? Sure. Then I went and, and had this a few you know a couple months ago, and they changed the hops, and I think the hops are what they have out now with the cryo hops and and stuff. And I and 
just like you guys have all mentioned the and what I mentioned, the flavors were really like like came out and spoke to me. Mm-hmm. And and even like Will said, even though we drank this, I think a little bit too warm, it wasn't detracting from the character. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Some beers you drink way too warm, it's not going to be the same experience as you have it on the right temperature. This one did not detract from it. I still feel that was a very well-done beer. Um, but when I rated it last time with this new um, profile of hops, I, I think I gave it a 4.5, and my overall was a 4.25. So I'm right in line with okay yeah, with the two of it. you and with you because you rated the same as I rated for this one. But overall, for the stock for the the beer in the three years it's been out, I've I think my my average is 4.25. Interesting, cool. rock solid A by B comparison it. there. I like that. Yeah. Okay, Good cool. Enough. And we're all out of beer. Do we want to just jump to the next one? I mean, the next one is a little bit special. So are we ready for it? Yeah, last beer. Uh, no, before we do, I want you, uh, Denny, to tell us a little bit. I mean, like, we just kind of got into this and got <laughs> no, we did right into the beer, but we didn't really talk about you or your podcast or anything like that. So I guess now that we've got a little accustomed to our listeners, are they <laughs> know enough to know whose voice is which? Hopefully, uh, I think it's obvious. Okay. <laughs> well, also your listeners too. Yes. yes. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your podcast, your craft beer journey. What got oh, yeah. you into craft beer? Your just, just we'll we'll kind of lead into this. Just, okay. just go, and if we have questions from there, we'll all right spitball them in. So, if anyone who's not heard me before uh, understands from what you've heard already, is I don't mind talking. I can definitely <laughs> talk. Um, I've been podcasting for about ten years. Uh, I started podcasting on a, a a podcast similar to what you guys do. It was a it was like a multi. Um, faceted pop culture uh, podcast. It was called the Forty Cast, not because we were all over forty, but also because uh, you drink forties. They started with yeah. drinking forties, <laughs> okay. so you know they went uh, and we we're talking about movies, comics, uh, video games, a little bit about beer, but not really focus on beer. They were they were mainly coming together with uh, people uh, drinking beers that would get them. I'll just say it fucked up, right? Uh, they didn't care about the quality. They just wanted, you know, Edward 40 hands, right? Mm-hmm. They were doing that, right? They were just getting wasted, talking, having a good time. Come episode 50, I got invited on to their show to uh, because I'm a veteran and it was a Memorial Day show. And um, I have a history. My family has a history of, of losing people in the, the World War II. Uh, and so I came on to talk about my experience uh, in the military and also my experience with uh, having uh, members of my family, you know, family. In fact, I was named after my father, who was named after my uh, his uh, uncle, who was a prisoner of war uh, in the Philippines, and he did that thousand man march through the Philippine Islands uh, wow. um, wow. and died as of malaria. And we never recovered his uh, his body. His body was one of the ones that were in the mass grave, and we never got his his bones or anything. But we, but he died at that point. So my dad was named after him. I was named after my father. So in a, in a, in reality, I'm kind of a living tribute to my great uncle, yep. who 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 died. So he brought they brought me on to talk about my experience with that, um, and they liked my voice. They liked what I had to say, and he said, hey you know what, I, I want to have you on more often. You want to come and, and like every other week, join us and talk about beer and stuff. I said, yeah, I love talking about beer. And back then, <laughs> this was in 2011. And okay. the craft beer scene was a lot different back then. You, it was. You didn't have the variety in the stores. You, 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 you didn't even have craft beer stores, right? You didn't have 
Mm-mm. No, Brew Bruce Haven, Haven or or Brewforia before that, right? Brewforia was the sure. first one Correct. in the town yeah. here, and that was the one where where I first started. And then Brewers Haven is where God, I they had great wings. They did. <laughs> yeah, they sure did. So so I'll talk to Chris. I'll talk to Chris. So they so they brought me on to uh you know to talk about beer, a craft beer, because the host Vic Johnson, Vic Joe. Um, he was a Marine, uh, super great guy, uh, you know, had a unique, unique voice, sure. not like yours, Vic, but, but unique, right? You could tell him apart from everyone else. That's cool. I don't feel special, but thanks. no, you are yeah. special. You have, a, you have a voice that just like, you know, not it's that Jerry, your, yours is fine. Everyone's fine, he, but Vic stands out. He does. He does stand out. So Vic Joe stands out too. You guys. And, uh, and, and he brought me on and said, Hey, Denny, I really liked what you ever say about beer. I want to learn about craft beer. I want to make this show more than just drinking 40s and getting wasted. Sure. So he, he said, yeah. So I came on. And so episode 50, I became a regular member of the show. And I brought in craft beer topics. And I called it, they called it Denny's Corner. Brew Buzz yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Sure. And so I would come and, and talk about um, how to drink a beer in the proper glassware. How to, you know, what the different styles were. I, I did these little 15, 20 minute segments. And then we talked about movies, video games, sex, you know, whatever. It was a family. It was like talking about raising kids, talking about, you know, uh, issues with, uh, uh, with, uh, you know, your significant other, you know, yeah. whatever it was, it was like, a, it was, it was way more open than I was comfortable with, but it was fun. And I enjoyed the guys. <laughs> there were cool. five of us, you know, very similar to what you guys did. So that went on, um, for three years. Okay. Every week. Wow. Uh, very tough, right? For you, you guys, guys know yeah. that the weekly uh, episodes are it's, very... It, it can be strange. a slog. Yeah. yeah. And so it got to episode 250, and I said, when we're getting close to 250, Vic Joe and myself both said, we're tired. Yeah. I can't do this all the time. My wife was getting a little bit you know, uh, burdened by my having to be available at these certain times. I still had kids at home, mm. you know, so that made it tough. And so um, I, I called it. I said, hey, I'm stopping at 250. So yeah. I stopped at 250. Um, after I stopped, a lot of our listeners kept bugging me saying, hey, we really enjoyed your craft beer segments. I want you to start your own podcast on craft beer. <laughs> and so I said, no, 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 I'm done with podcasting. And then yeah. two months later, I said, okay, I'll start a podcast. And Small so now thing, yeah. wow. you need to think about, well, how am I going to be different from the other podcast out there? Yeah. What do I want to accomplish? And I thought about it and I said, I want to I want to be educational. I want to teach people that are unfamiliar with craft beer, what craft beer is about, what the whole hobby is like, try to build them up from the ground up uh, to something, you know, ground up, up, or take them from someone that is been drinking, but not as experienced or take them from like myself, who was very experienced with drinking craft beer and just giving them more that they may not have known. Amazing. And so I wanted to, I wanted to have an approachable craft beer podcast that taught people about the education of, of beer, craft beer, the industry, uh, the styles, the drink, you know, the proper drinkware. I mean, these aren't really the proper drinkware, but for what we're doing, you got, you know, you're not going to use, you know, full glasses. So right. I can appreciate it. And it gets, yeah. the, it gets the point across, but sure. there are some benefits of having glassware that is angled the right direction to capture the, the smells and uh, the, you know, the things that are coming out of the beer. So you can really, uh, you know, we tried it. to start off that way. 
Um, True but story. with as many of us as there are, yeah. and once you get drinking, especially yeah, this many beers, yeah, yeah. it's too much to deal with. It's too much cleaning, the yeah. noise, the spill potential. Yeah, yeah. So we we settled. There's yeah, no settled. toys about it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we settled for the plastic cups. We compromised yeah. in the way that we needed to. So so in 2014, oh, you want me to continue a little bit? While Please. You're for that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so in 2014, um, I decided to go ahead and start this podcast. Now, at the time, I, I came up with the idea... Um, and I, 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 I outlined it out and it was going to, and at first I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going to start it by myself. I don't have anyone to really gain, but I had a, I had a listener of my other podcast that I was aiming to try to get to join me and be my co-host. Okay. But I thought, you know what? The way to do this is to go out there and do it. Let him see me falter. And then he'll want to come to me and say, Hey, you need help. Let me help you. <laughs> and that's what I did. It's a the little first, bit of a tease there. It's Jenny. a little bit of a tease. And <laughs> it I think it actually hurt some of my subscriptions early on because people tend to go to the very first. Like I'm I have 177 episodes over seven years, almost seven years. Yeah. And they'll go to the number one and listen to it. Well, guess what? Number one is by myself. And when I first started it. I was, I had an outline, but I was like, I had notes just like, okay, here's what I'm going to talk about. Here's what I'm going to talk about. I started talking to this mic and I'm like, and I would stutter and I'm like, I can't think of my words. Mike, it's not clear. So I said, you know what? Drinking I need has that to, effect. well, I need to write more <laughs> detail. So I scripted it. Yeah. Well, okay. guess what? Scripted stuff doesn't yeah. work. It's yeah. hard. And too. so the first, the first two episodes were mostly scripted, but there was some gems within those the gym in the first episode was when I talked about my son and I going to Seattle and enjoying beers together. And I, that wasn't scripted. I just spoke like this and talked about that experience. And I think there is some gyms in those first two episodes where I'm talking free flow without any scripts. But most of it was scripted because I kept faltering and stuttering and I didn't want to have a bad thing. But it sounds like it's scripted. Well, it's hard too when it's just yourself too. I, I understand why. Like if you're just talking and it's just you, yeah, definitely you'd yeah. go with a scripted yeah. approach. So I told well, that makes sense. And podcasts, at least the reason I started listening to him was that I like the conversation aspect. Exactly. exactly. When it was like, yeah. even though he's kind of a godfather of podcasts, uh, Adam Carolla, I could never mm-hmm. listen to him because it was mostly just the ramblings <laughs> of Adam Carolla. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm like, stuff over it, like I, I, sure, but I need to hear, like, because I'm sitting yeah. here thinking I have all these clever things thoughts Mm -hmm. when i know you have a friend that's funnier than i am that's right there next to you be having these funny thoughts that could lead this in a different direction because there's something fun about being the fly on the wall in between a conversation Mm -hmm. versus just like giving me your uh, flow of consciousness conversation for (laughs) two hours or whatever the fuck it is and i kept it i want my idea was to keep it at 45 minutes i want to keep it under an hour short and so the first two were at 45 minutes then I went to Seattle and I was at that time I was going twice to Seattle twice a year to go visit my friend John, um, you know, and and we were and I'd go there and I'd go to brew festivals. I go to breweries. I really love the Seattle scene. So it was nice to go take my wife on a vacation to go drink beer. <laughs> and uh, I, I went to visit John and he said, I said, hey, have you listened to the podcast? I said, oh, yeah, I listen to both of them. What do you think? I said, well, I think you need a co-host. I said, oh, yeah, I agree. I think I need a co-host. And he said, I said, well, John, would you be my co-host? So um, he said, yeah, I'll join you. Nice. So uh, at that point, John was, uh, and the way John and I got connected with the other podcast is uh, he he wrote into the show saying, hey, you're wrong. What you said in this uh, segment is completely wrong. Okay. And so we got in a conversation. And 
I appreciate, you know, constructive criticism. Yeah. I don't shy away from it. I'm like, you know what? You're absolutely right. I was wrong about that. And we had a conversation. And we started becoming friends. And then, um, so that's how we started with that. Beautiful. And then that friendship moved into where I would come and visit him every time I come to Seattle and we would drink beer, go to festivals. And then he became my co-host. And we, from episode three until I think episode like 75 or maybe it was a hundred now, maybe it was a hundred. I can't remember. I think it was 75, somewhere around 75. Um, he was my co-host and we, every, and we, and I did a bi-weekly podcast because I already knew it was too tough to do weekly. I wanted to have that two week break and plus coming up with new content every week is very tough for a show. Yep. I mean, I'm sure you guys have that problem, right? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yes. You have no idea. Yes, yeah. it is challenging. Yeah. <laughs> so at that point he became my co-host and, and I already kind of mentioned that, um, he, he and I had a great yin and yang, um, you know, relationship where he didn't hesitate to call me out when I said something stupid <laughs> and, and we would just have that. And people love that interaction. Right. Yep. I, I have thick skin. I'll tell you can tell me whatever. And I'll like, think about it. I'm like, if I agree, yeah, I can see your point. If I don't, I'll tell you, you know, you're full of shit. You know, I'm not going to you know, buy it. Right. And John and I had that relationship. Nice. Um, but then I mentioned he, he, uh, he quit his job in Seattle and went to back home to his hometown in, in Newark, Ohio, and opened up a brewery, truck brewing, I mentioned. And at that point it got, he was still doing a show for a while, but it got really hectic and I, and he needed stuff away. And I had Chris McKenzie, who is now my, my current host has been doing it for, I think three years now. Uh, he was a listener that found us and fell in love with what we provided uh, a very easy to listen to uh, approachable conversation on craft beer. And he, he went back and listened to all the previous episodes and continued on. And, and he said, Hey, he, you know, I want to open a Facebook page for you to guys to, to, to pop you, you know, to get you more, you know, feedback and stuff. Sure. And I said, I don't do Facebook. You know, nice. I didn't do Facebook at all. Good for you. And so I, I joined Facebook and then I opened the account because he was going to manage it and he manages our Facebook thing. Um, and, uh, and then he was doing that and he got, and then, then he said, Hey, there's some people that, that want to sponsor your show. And I'm like, really? And so this guy that's not even, you know, actively part of the show is finding sponsors that want to provide some gifts that we can give away on our, to our, uh, listeners Phenomenal. and 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 did that and then John stepped away and I said you know what Chris why don't you join me and so he joined me and we started uh, now Chris and I uh, do the podcast together and now the the difference is is that Chris and I are more alike right we're easygoing guys we like to chat we you know he's not necessarily going to challenge me as much as John would um, but it's still a good you know conversation and um, we just want to uh, teach people about craft beer. Uh, lead them along in their craft beer journeys, which is basically, you know, you start your craft beer, you, you start finding craft beer at a certain point and you, and you, you like some things about it. You like, and you dislike some things. And as you go, those likes and dislikes fluctuate, they go up and down and, and believe, you know, you get, you know, 10 years down in your journey. And now, you know, you hated sours before and now sours are your favorite thing, or you hate IPAs before, but now IPAs are your favorite thing. I mean, it, it just changes and we try to help people along in their craft beer journeys to learn to appreciate other styles out there, right? You may not like it now. doesn't mean you'll not like it forever. If there's a beer you don't like, a style you don't like, it just means 
you haven't tried enough of that style to find the one you like. Bingo. That's exactly what I say. Uh, yeah. Style or beer. If you don't like it, just because you haven't tried enough. Yeah. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Um, a few questions before we move on to this beer. Real simple. Uh, one, what was the first beer you tried that made you realize beer is good? Like, I'm going to get into craft beer. I'm going to start seeking this shit out more. So um, my craft beer journey. So my beer journey started young, right? As everyone else. I'm older than you guys. Uh, I started drinking in high school back in the 80s. Um, and we drank whatever was cheap, right? Hams was the thing in, in <laughs> Oregon at the time. We got a lot of hams. And then um, when I got out and I, I joined the Navy, uh, again, I was being paid very little. So we had to go cheap beer to, to enjoy it. But when I would splurge, I would go and drink Henry Weinhardt's beer. I don't oh, know if yeah, you remember okay. Henry I, I, I do. Because yeah. that, they had a dark lager and they had a Boar's Head mm-hmm. Red lager yep. that was really good and i would right. just drink boar's head red all the time right i just love that beer it had flavor it was really that was good. my dad's beer yeah, yeah. so there we, <laughs> there we go so then but but to answer your question jerry the first beers that i had that told me wow there's this whole thing about craft beer was at a brewery that no longer exists in its entirety but it still exists in a different brewery hmm. the brewery is called thomas kemper brewing in polesbo washington so I was stationed in uh, mm-hmm. in Silverdale, Washington. I was on a sub base banger there. That's I was, a famous person. Thomas, Thomas Kemper, Kemper is a famous person. Yeah, yeah he runs Chuckanut Brewery in uh, uh, Bellevue or. What you're thinking of you're thinking of Thomas Kemper like root beer or no, soda. He, they designed that, was, that too. That was his. Yes. Yeah, yes. Thomas Kemper Same did the guy. root beer. So here, so let me tell you a story. Um, this brewery was right outside of sub base. Mm-hmm. And and my division would go out there and we would go to this brewery. We didn't know what it was at the time. We're like, oh, it's a brewery. They, they make beer. We like beer. We so can get drunk. Drink. Yeah. <laughs> so we go there and we look in the menu and we're like, wow, we never heard of these type of beers before, right? They had a, 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 a blackberry lager, dark lager. They had a raspberry Hefeweizen or, or wheat beer. They had a stout. I think they had a stout. Um, they had a few beers, and we're like, wow, these are not like we're used to drinking. And we started ordering That's them. It's not a hams. Yeah. <laughs> and it was good. But not only was it good, but they, they also had uh, darts, horseshoes, volleyball. We would go there with our families, and we would spend – it was experience, right? Yeah. We're drinking beer. We're with our friends. We're having a good time. And that was what won me over to craft beer, was the experience of this quality time drinking beer that had flavor – and these were lagers, right? These weren't IPAs. They didn't have any IPAs back then, mm-hmm. right? That wasn't even invented back in the day. They, they had PLLs, but this brewery didn't. They worked on lagers and pretty much lagers, and they had a, a porter, I think, or a stout. Um, and that was my first introduction to where, wow, this is really good. Now, at the same time, I started looking for what was available at, in the stores. And the, and the beer that was available in the stores was Alaskan Amber. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I started drinking Alaskan Amber, and I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, Red Hook ESB, which is not the same Red Hook ESB you get now. It was a different beer back then. Love that beer. Before they partnered. Before with. they partnered and made it like <laughs> a different <laughs> yeah. beer. It's fair enough. And then Black Butte Porter from Deschutes. Okay. okay. Black Butte Porter was my go-to dark beer, and I fell in love with it. So those were back in, you know, like the early 90s. Yep. Those were the beers that I drove to so very cool if you can't tell well, you can't tell because i haven't told you unless you listen to my show but the shoots brewery is very close to my heart okay because okay. they were at the at the core of my start in craft beer well that's a fucking thing. segue if i've ever heard <laughs> that's <one>. rad right, <laughs> right on because uh, speaking of Deschutes brewery our next beer our final beer the finale the 
other words for big finisher. I don't know. Man. <laughs> We've been drinking. <laughs> uh, it's one for the ages. And this is a 2018 mm-hmm. version yeah. of this. Uh, this ages. is from Deschutes Brewery. It's called The Ages. <laughs> uh, from 2018. It is a... S- goose. Goose inspired. <laughs> uh, he just saw me go cross-eyed trying to be yeah. like... A goose is a, is a lambic is a lambic style that is mixed, like, like blended. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's a multi-year blending shapes... <laughs> <laughs> a wild brew brimming with hints of savory, fruity esters and spicy, tangy pear and white pepper flavors. Yeah. Um, I could <laughs> tell I'm drunk by how hard it was to pronounce that. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. All right. Well, let's try these Blanco pepper flavors. Yeah. So this beer, Jerry, is one that I, I think I think you'll appreciate because you like... Saisons, right? You I enjoy do. Saison. I and, love a saison. And I, and is I, that how you is pronounce that what it? We're going so, with? so, I pronounce it saison. I'm not French, although my heritage is French. I, my, if you go back, part of me is French, but I don't speak French. So, but the way I say it is saison. I've heard it said a lot of different ways. Jerry, you cracked me up with all your different pronunciations the other show. <laughs> I was just laughing, like, oh my gosh, this is. Funny stuff, right? Because you were Sialazon or whatever. You were saying all kinds of stuff. But, yeah. but, but I call it Saison. And um, it's also can be, it's been also called as a farmhouse ale. I've yep. gone away yep. from the farmhouse ale because I learned what real farmhouse ales were. Farmhouse ales. Wild yeast, right? They're wild yeast, but they come from a, a section in, in Belgium uh, that is yeah. very unique to the Kvike yeast strain mm-hmm. that are really farmhouse ales. And so... Since Kizzy, a I year ago, I love it called them the, the Kvike, as I would say. It, yeah, Kvike. Like Kvike, Kvike. It's Kvike. It's yeah. bastardized for yeah. sour. Yeah, it's yeah. not a sour. No, no, no. But you know, it is if you ask Shades. Fucking, <laughs> I hate Shades Brewing. I know there's so many people that love them. I can't stand them. This beer, however, oh man, I agree. Is, is it not smooth or what? I mean, there is so much flavor coming out oh, i mean I'm, I'm assuming you're enjoying it because i brought this beer because this one rocks my socks off right it i'm really hoping there's one of you that doesn't like it so i can finish it for you <laughs> it's it's one of no this is this is beer of the night for me um eight percent 14 ibus no this is this is what i like i love me a good whatever style you want i've never seen the Goose. Goose. Yeah. Goose means blended. Goose. Yeah, it's just blended. Oh, okay. Goose. I yeah. remember goose. I look at it and I want to say gaze. <laughs> but maybe that's because Will is to the right of me. You want to look at me more? What? What? Yes. Let's it's go with per- that. The wording on this is spelled G-U-E. It'll be the goose U- by Maverick. Zoo-E. This is phenomenal. Um, it tastes... Uh, it is. It's it's fruity. I like the spicy. I get the pear. I get the white pepper with it. Um, man, this is this is killer. This is definitely one of those ones. It's a beer you can really see. And why I like your your gozas, your guys, goose, goose. It's goose. a goose. It's goose. different from a goza. Goza is a, is a goza, a, a Belgian, a yeah. Bach. I I really like the style of beer that was brewed. 
by a monk. <laughs> a bunch of dudes wearing robes and had nothing better to do for so long. They're like, <laughs> we've prayed all the prayers. We'll we can pray. We've sung down. all the psalms. We've done all the things. Now let's master beer. And these motherfuckers had nothing else but time and oh, resources yeah. to do. And the beers that they mastered, it is, it's it's artistry. It's craftsmanship. Totally. It's phenomenal. It's craft beer before anybody knew what craft beer was. I mean, we call it craft beer in America. They just call <laughs> it beer. You know, it's what they do. You, you're going to drink it. It's going to be great. And fuck, man, I, I really like it. Yeah, this is one for the ages. Okay, before you go on, can I go to the bathroom? Sure. Yeah, Sorry. go ahead. Yeah. No, you're sure. I know. It, I don't once wanna... it, no, once it hits you, it hits you. <laughs> I'll be um, back. All right. No, but yeah, I love this one. I love that it's the the label. It's a beautiful, classy red and gold label, but the logo is just like a, a tree stump that's been cut in half. Looks like a beautiful fingerprint tree stump on there. Um so yeah, this is the 2018 version, and this is a wax dipped top. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, this is something out of Denny's cellar. Uh, it, well, it has to be, especially because it's from a Deschutes, an incredibly popular brewery, and this is a three year old beer that only has 317 check ins. Check ins, dude. I've never oh. seen this in the stores, like. Ever, no, which means no, they did not make many of them. No, you, you they probably made 500 to a thousand of these, and I guarantee you that you probably had to buy them from the brewery or be on some kind of uh like newsletter check in subscription sure. system yeah. that Denny is part of, right? Yeah. In and order I to think get this, homeboy is hooking it uh, the fuck up right yeah, now. Yeah, I would agree. So I will just say what, and and I'll, I'll say it again when he gets back here, but I'll try not to repeat on this podcast. You know, we've got to do some filler while he's playing with his wiener. Um, what a <laughs> fucking beer, man. Dude, Dude this, this is, is holy It's brave. Shit. I definitely get like some size and qualities to it. Um, that Wild House Farm Ale, but that just open fermentation process. It's really incredible to me, like what we're drinking. Like, color wise, we haven't even spoken about it, but it looks very much like a golden, like a blonde, like a lager, like a lager. But it is in your face about the taste, and it's fantastic. I'm getting all the the fruity esters and the tangy pear and everything. Are you getting any of the spice at all? Oh yeah, a little bit. Yeah, no, I get it. You have to think of floral spice. Yeah. So. That's what we're supposed to be getting with this mm-hmm. one. A nice, good herbal floral spice. I think it delivers in shades. I absolutely yeah. get right. that with it. And this is one, I don't know what the temperature is. I don't want to know. Care. I'm no. sure we're drinking it maybe a little bit warmer, Seems but it's like again it. supposed to be warmer. No, sure. it's it's wonderful. Should be warm. uh, I'm gonna give this beer since it's time to rate uh a four seven five. I knew it. Ooh. It's, nice. Yeah, it's nice. it's up there. It's 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 close. Again, a, a close as a five as I think I can get for a beer. It's pert near perfect. This Damn. is Damn. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I I feel spoiled because I I don't get the chance to drink many of these. Um, and I did. I'm sad Paul is not here. I, I am yeah. sad. I'm sad Paul is not here too. He I would really, love the shit out of this. I, I know because mm-hmm. I I brought this for him because I know he enjoys. This type of beer. Mm-hmm. Him and I are both kindred spirits that way, yeah. but I think it like if he for me, if I had to drink a beer for the rest of my life, it'd probably be a Northwest IPA. Mm-hmm. Whatever if Paula had to, it would be yeah. something <laughs> like one. this for yeah. sure. 
to continue on to continue on with that i i didn't get very many of like that that pepper flavor on mine and it could just been where i got poured out of the bottle um but i did try and get the very last drop (laughs) and and get a good nose on it as well and it is there uh and so I can't deny that these guys are, are tasting something a little, maybe a little bit different than what's in my glass, but I agree with Jerry. I'm going to give this a 4.75. Again, I haven't rated very many of these beers, but <laughs> it is fantastic. Mm. Excellent. Yeah, I'm going to triple down, folks. 475 on my end as well. It is fantastic. I love everything about this. I could drink this beer. I can see like a, time. a real schwanky, even though he was the worst James Bond, but a Pierce, Pierce, Brosnan, Pierce Brosnan types James Bond <laughs> sure. that has the ultimate and just gentleman taste. I don't drink beer. Beer's for swine, except this beer. Yeah. This is the James <laughs> Bond beer yep. right here. That'll right be there. the exception. Exactly. Yeah. So so I believe I, I don't know if you can look me up, but I think I either gave it a f- five or a 4.75 up there i'm sure i think it's five i think i think i fell in love with this beer and it just like you guys said it is and and i it's aged two years too so keep in mind that um they have a a a recent they have a 2020 and 2021 version that we're really so if you drink it fresh you may not get the same smooth character that we have okay. you're not going to get a bad character but i think that the the two year additional aging really smooth this beer out where you have zero acidic characteristic to it right this is a beer that you feel like you're you're getting that wine character yeah that yeah. oaky wine character but you don't have the burn right right I, i'm right. not gonna have acid reflux come back up from it and yeah. that's says it's so well done. So I think I gave it either a 5 or a 4. You gave it a 4.5. I did oh, look 4. it 4.5. Oh, wow. There was a 5 in there. <laughs> in that camp portal. Yeah. Well, you, you know what? I appreciate that you guys gave it a higher score than me because I think after drinking this tonight, and again, maybe it's the company I'm keeping, I sure. feel like I would give it a 5 tonight. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, so, um, but, but I agree. I, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Thank you for bringing it. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, kudos to you. I it's will. one that I would like. Beautiful. I would prefer almost not to share. For <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're going to talk to you that. later off air about how you acquired said brew. No. Uh, Youngtown <laughs> population right here. But I know we're running a little deep. So uh, real quick, because another question I always like to ask real big craft beer drinkers do you still cheap drink shitty beer? Like if you're going to play a softball game or you're going on the river and you're either going to down it or possibly lose it. Is there a shitty beer that you'll go with? So, uh, the short answer is no, because, uh, at the age I am, uh, I can't waste my body function with mm-hmm. crappy stuff. Like I don't drink seltzer. Life's too short for because shitty beer. I don't yeah. want to, I don't, I'm not drinking to get wasted. I'm drinking because I enjoy it. Exactly. And so for well, me, or drinking to watch your figure. Well, and I drink to watch my figure. Now the way I watch my figure though, is I don't eat carbs, right? Oh, I oh, might as well just throw out after, throw up after I eat. <laughs> No, I, oh, you can read minds. I could. I'm yeah. I, I know that. I, I mean, I don't. I. This is the first time I've Thank met you, Will. I, in fact, actually, the first time I met all three of you, right? Okay. But the first time I met Will, I know Will had gone through a phase where you were trying to lose weight. I have no yeah. idea how big you were, or what you're trying to do, or where you're at now compared to then. I know your struggle though, because yeah. I wasn't. I don't try to lose weight. I. 
but I know that if I'm going to be able to enjoy the craft beer that I enjoy, that I need to make sure that I don't fill the calories with stuff that's going to interact with that, right? If I eat a lot of carbs and I can't drink beer and I enjoy the beer, so I remove the carbs so I can... You know, I substitute the two. You're just so you get yeah, your you're, carbs from beer. Yeah, I get my yeah, carbs from carbs, beer. baby. Love it. So yeah. I, I mean, that's a, a thing. And I, and I, I've also gone through some health issues where, um, you know, there's stages where, like even recently, um, I, you know, I've gone to where I, I don't drink during the week. I, I drink Monday because we record on Monday. I do two different podcasts, and we both record on Monday. So now I am doing a podcast every one, Monday, which is hard. Mm. But I drink on Mondays and the weekends. But I don't, you know, I went to a stage where I wasn't drinking Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and sometimes Friday because I was trying to, you know, help my health and my sleeping things mm-hmm. yeah. affect my sleeping. Um, and it and it turned out that it didn't help at all. So I just went back to drinking during the week because <laughs> I enjoy beer and I don't yeah. overindulge. Uh huh. Um, even cutting out beer one day a week can really help your weight management, mm-hmm. right? I work mm-hmm. out five days, a, typically five days a week in the morning, and that keeps my heart running. Why do I work out? Because I, from the very beginning of my life, I've had I have genetically high cholesterol. Even when I was 18 years old and very active, if I wasn't active, my cholesterol would just skyrocket. Even though I'm not eating things that were bad, my liver just produces a lot of cholesterol. As you get older, I can't keep doing those activities, right? About seven years ago, I stopped doing the high level activities I was doing. You know, I was climbing mountains, you know, Bora, all these mountains and stuff. Hiking, yeah. Hiking, all that stuff. Well, you know what? As you get older, I, it just slowed down. And I and so now I have to work out to keep my cholesterol low. If I don't do a daily, you know, cardio, cardio, um, and 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 in addition to the diet, right? I I eat very low fat diets and stuff. Um, my cholesterol naturally just rises high. And a bad thing is is that carbohydrates also raise my cholesterol, right? So mm. I substitute beer for my carbs so that I can keep the cholesterol down and still maintain. Uh, you know, my, my health. And uh, so I get that. figured it out. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Look I'm glad you. you found a balance because yeah. you look good. Oh, well, thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So many, many times I find somebody that's taller than me, but yeah, yeah you, you, you are, and you carry it well. So Chris, Chris McKenzie is also, he's taller than me. He's an oh, inch taller than me and just as thin, but he's also like 10 years younger than me. So I guess <laughs> <right>. that helps. <laughs> what up, Chris? All right. I think we'll talk later. Be on. Okay. No, well, I appreciate having you on. Uh, again, check out Tap the Craft. I'm sure wherever you can get your podcast, Everywhere. you can find Tap the Craft on all social medias. Just search, well, Tap, Tap the, the Craft. craft. <laughs> you can find them. Check out the podcast. Uh, drink good beer. Drink local. Be good to each other. Denny, thank you so much for your beer, mm-hmm. your time, your passion, your energy, your conversation. Uh, coming on, We, I'm sure we'll do something again in the future. Of course. Uh, but yeah, we had a hell of a time. I hope you did as well. Until next time, I'm Jerry. Stay curious. I'm William. I've been Vic. And I'm Denny. Yeah, make sure you give us and them a uh, subscribe, a follow, a like, five-star ratings, the whole kid and caboodle. Helps us. Helps Thank you. you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cheers, Brooker. Cheers.
Well, when you guys decide to leave things just up to me, I'm going to make decisions. <laughs> okay. So that's one word for mistakes. Oh. I'm sorry. That was so mean. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Truth is often painful. No, it's all right. I, I, I know where I stand with you guys. You're fine. I brought my fire extinguisher. This is a flame <laughs> situation. 